And uh, I remember earlier in the year thinking, because I've always had a desire to be very adventurous and travel around and all this kind of stuff. Am I going too long or? No, you're good. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yes. All right. I was just. So I've always had like this, this desire to, to, you know, travel and get into danger and, and push myself and, and, you know, like real, real danger that I can, you know, have these deep life experiences that you wouldn't, you know, have living life huddled in the corner. Mm -hmm. Even if you live for a hundred years, if you're living in the corner, it's not worth it. So I, earlier on, earlier on in the year, school year, I was reflecting back and I realized it had been like six months since I had been in a life threatening situation. I was like, oh man, kind of disappointed mm -hmm. that it was like that. Short story, I was in South Dakota over the summer, tried to cross this river to this, this rock outcropping on the other side that went underneath a wall, like a rock wall. And it was like this rock out, rock outcropping. Did it like five years earlier. I thought the river was, was shallow. It wasn't over overestimated my ability. And I got like sucked under it was a really powerful current and a little ways down there was a waterfall, 15 foot drop, giant sharp rocks on the bottom. And so I kind of like, like grab onto the rock real quick, but the river had cut, like cut the rock underneath it. So it was like this, this concave kind of mm -hmm. thing. And it like sucked me under my body was like hidden underneath the rock. And so like I had to like fight and pull myself up and get myself on the rock. And I was stuck on there for like 30 minutes. And my cousins were like continually throwing these tire inner tubes to me so that I could hop onto the tire and then maneuver myself to a place where I wouldn't fall over the waterfall. That was my experience. Mm -hmm. When I left it and I looked back, it was child's play. Like, mm -hmm. like I, I thought it was, was sketchy and dangerous, but I looked back and like it got really shallow before the waterfall. So mm -hmm. I could have saved myself even if I hadn't grabbed the rock. Like mm -hmm. I could have stood up and like walked away. But just being in that situation, I thought I, my life was in danger. Mm -hmm. kind and of the same thing having yeah. like that huge adrenaline rush yeah it's something that we don't experience a lot in any i mean we literally have designed society to be the least life-threatening that it can be yeah and rightfully so but the problem with that is you never get to experience i mean like like people who never run more than a mile at a time yeah they don't experience what i had talked about that one time and the current event um you know the endorphins and keflins endocannabinoids Things like that, uh, dopamine uh, yeah. releases that are triggered and designed to, I mean, endocannabinoids are literally the, the, the human creation of a cannabis, like, you know, the THC, which is the psychoactive part of cannabis. It's literally the human, like, creation of that. Yeah. You know, that you don't get to experience that unless you push your body so far that the natural things in your body that we as cavemen and and hunter-gatherers and, and people who weren't in society had to actually lit literally fight for themselves. Yeah. They had to develop that in, in human bodies. And now we don't need them because we're in such a, you know, sheltered society. But if you, if you actually get to do that, and, and, I, and I totally feel what you mean because running up that, that rock face and stuff, and, and it wasn't that I was ever really, really in danger, but it was, it was knowing that I'm that close to danger. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like you said, oftentimes when you look back, it's not that big of a deal. But when your body goes into that overdrive of a adrenaline rush and and you become this like, you know, totally different person. Yeah, you, you, you experience so many new things. And it's it. I, I don't I don't know. Like and this is why 
I guess so many people are fascinated with like zombie apocalypse kind of stuff because yeah. you almost kind of want to see that. You yeah. know, same thing with car crashes. Americans are so fascinated by people who get in car crashes, you know, and see, oh, you know, it's not that you want someone to get hurt, but it's like you want to see how bad the car crash was. Yeah. You know, that's why we have Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've, we've designed things to stimulate that, but you, we never actually put your, you know, your actual body in that situation. And it's something that, you know, I, I, I almost, I hate it, but I almost kind of wish I were in life-threatening situations more. You know, I, I almost wish, like, the, like, a zombie apocalypse were to happen or, you know, everything to go, you know, crazy where my normal life isn't normal anymore. Where it, it's not like it's just set up for me to go through high school, go through college, and then, you know, and then we have some work and then you have kids and you die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I almost kind of wish, like, my life were defined differently. Like, yeah, I, I, or, like, the Revolutionary War. I mean, people who lived through that, it, it's so cool because they, they moved from England, came here, and, you know, at least their ancestors did, and then they were born here, they, they became part of this revolution, made a government. I mean, that's so cool, you know, and it's like, no, I don't really want to, you know, influence an anarchy and overthrow the national government because that's not going to work. Um, but, you know, just seeing different things, like, uh, and I guess, yeah, it was over, um, break, you were off in Clagato, um, we saw, my mom and I saw London Has Fallen, and it's about this huge, you know, uh, takeover, pretty much, and, and killing of these, all of these different prime ministers and, and leaders of countries and stuff, and it's crazy, because you're sitting there, like, you know, I almost kind of wish this did happen, to throw my mind into that state. Yeah, not not because like you want people to die or anything, right. just because you want to have that like you want that experience excitement that. Yeah. and that you know you're you're in a dangerous situation. You have to like maneuver your way out. Like mm -hmm. the 2012, that's one. Uh, mm -hmm. World War Z, that's one. Yeah, have you seen those two movies? Um, I I think I saw 2012. I haven't seen World War Z, but okay. and, and but I've seen like trailers and stuff for that. I, I I know the general plot of it, but again, like you said, it's not because you want to see anyone die, but it's yeah. just that you, it, it's like Call of Duty, you know, why do we buy things like Call of Duty? It's because we want to be as close to having to fight our way out of the battlefield with a gun, you know, and shooting all the bad guys without actually having to do that. Yeah. But it's just so cool because you can get to that point, not have to actually kill anybody and be life-threatening and do things like you're saying, going up the, the rock face, you know, I mean, I can, I can just imagine, you know, going up and then your hand, you know, just crumbled mm -hmm. down. It's like, that happened. Yeah. Not, not hand, but like, I was close, man. Like yeah. I was close to falling. Yeah. It was, it was so and then, and, crazy. And, and, and you know, you're going to either die or get hurt and you might die from that. Yeah. You know, if you fall off the rock face, that's, it's just a fact, yeah. you know, like, like, um, you said you were getting so close to the cliff on Canyon de Chez. I took a picture where, like, my, my feet were on the edge, mm -hmm. you know, and we feel like we're in, we, we have enough sense of agency that we're in control of what's going on, but you know that if you were to actually fall down that cliff, you would die. Mm -hmm. And we, we would, we would play around with this thing where we would all, like, go really close to the, the cliff, or we mm -hmm. would, like, hop on a rock that was basically, like, kind of extended away from the rest of the, there was, like, a wall face, but sometimes there would be these rock outcroppings weasel our way onto the them. Mm -hmm. and even though we all knew we had, had ourselves in control we all like kind of agreed that something happens in your body when that happens like there's like this this rush that happens that i don't know what it is but but yeah back to what you were saying like 
I, I don't desire to be in life-threatening situations because I have a death wish or because I want to die or anything like that. That's the absolute opposite. Opposite. It's because I want to live. I want to mm-hmm. live fully, and I, I want to like, like I feel like that is an experience of living fully. And you don't have to like put yourself in life-threatening danger to live fully. But I, I do think that should everyone should have that experience at least once. Mm-hmm. So like we were we were climbing up this thing, and we get up to this canyon wall, and everybody went ahead of me. And I didn't see what ways they used to maneuver. Like, you're literally scaling right. a wall. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're trying to, like, figure out how you're going to maneuver your body around these outcroppings so that you don't fall off the face and die. And meanwhile, you're, like, one and a half or two miles away from a road, which is probably, like, an hour. No, actually, they actually have a hospital near uh, Clagato. Yeah, I that in Ganado. Yeah, they have one in Ganado. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you're, you're it's, really... It's still not, like, a big scale. Uh, yeah hospital i mean it's just it's ganado hospital yeah that's about it so i'll I'll show you a a quick few videos do you mind if i do this during the Mm -hmm. podcast yeah what i'll do is i'll uh have you send them to me and i'll put them playing okay when you show me let's see it's it's so weird with clagato because there are experiences that only having been there we can you know relate to Mm -hmm. each other about there's no way, I mean, and, and that's one of the problems with making this podcast for this. There's no way we can explain this to these, yeah. you know, watchers. It's only by experiencing that you actually know what it feels like. It's it's so awesome. My expectation of what it was was so different than what it actually was. Mm-hmm. So here's a, a failed picture of a beautiful sunset that I'll talk about later. Um, okay, so let's see. Let me put this into perspective because I was the only one with a phone out there. Mm-hmm. So they asked me to take pictures. This is the wall that you have to mm-hmm. you have to scale, and you're walking across it. All right, I'm in Arizona. We're climbing over to some ruins. Those guys are over there scaling the wall. The other guys are way down there. Huh? That's a bunch of bees. I thought. All right, that's Josh. Mm-hmm. That's Chris. And, uh, I'll check back. But that's that's Chris basically hanging off a rock. Like if his if his hand goes, he goes. Uh, that's Chris sitting off of a rock. Um, this is the ruin right here. This mm-hmm. is the ruin that we were talking about. There's like an inlet in the in the cave. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is probably gonna take forever to edit. But anyway, there's this inlet, and these people must have been small because their doors were very small. Mm-hmm. And this looks hilarious when Bo actually goes into the ruin. So basically, this guy in the distance right here, that's Josh, mm-hmm. and he's sitting way out there, and to get where he is, you have to hop into this small window, and then the only way out of it is like there's a small, little small path that you have to crawl underneath, and it's one of those, like, you're crawling in a cave, and it's getting sh- smaller and smaller, one of those kind of feelings, because it was like claustrophobic, mm-hmm. but anyway, you, you crawl through, and then, boom, here it is. All right, we're in the ruins. Up on this ledge, I just go, well, it was pretty sketchy. You see Bo in there going into the room. <laughs> go join him. It's freaking awesome up here. Yeah, there's Chris, Josh, Bo, the other guys down there. That's much, much so. higher than I had expected. Yeah, we, we had to climb, like, way up. That's that's Josh being a, being a thug, a young thug. Who is uh, it, Josh? Who? That's uh, Coach Jordan's son. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. You might want to edit out the young thug mm-hmm. part. Ah, I'm sorry. I keep making this longer for you, but I mean, look at that. It's crazy. And let me see if I have any Canyon Deshay. You can even edit, edit this part out completely. I just want to show this to you because it's so awesome. Yeah. 
Chris is on the ledge right there. I could hear it in y'all's voices, like, oh, no, 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 no. And we found a real-life Minecraft. Like, you know, have you ever <laughs> seen Minecraft or played mm -hmm. it or anything? It's like these rocks, and you mm -hmm. look down, and you can kind of, like, hop, hop, mm -hmm. hop. This happened. It, it's, the video doesn't do it justice, but... Yeah. All right, this is a real-life Minecraft. I think what's most amazing, though, is how, how flat the rock faces are. Yeah. And, and like, I think the, one of the memories that I remember most, it was when, you know, when you're going, when you're at the bottom of the trail and you go over that bridge over the little river? Yeah. Um, on the, if, if you're going down the trail like this, yeah. and then you cross over to the right, to the right side, yeah. yeah, on this side, you've got the rock face, you know, that, that you were on top of. Yeah. I went up to it and like, I, I went up to hug it because... Yeah, and I know it's weird, but no, it's fine. Well, but but the idea that I had was this is all one big rock, yeah. so like I'll I will hold this big rock, and I went up to it and like I went to hug it, and that like having that sense of feeling of like this one big rock that I'm hugging is so 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 even beyond just seeing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it, I, I I was sitting there literally hugging this big rock, and thinking to myself like. How, you know, yeah. I'm used to just, rock, you know, mud. Yeah. And, and grass. And trees. Yeah, and, and trees. And, and it's like, you know, I, it's impossible and it, unfathomable to, to experience that. And, and, and I didn't know what to do. Like, I was like, this doesn't exist, but I'm touching it. I'm yeah. literally hugging this big rock. Yeah. You know, big rocks to me down here are the ones like on this, on, under the train tracks. You know, the, those big ones, like, mm -hmm. that's a big rock here. I don't know, I just, I, that was one of them, like, because one of the things about memories, what, what etches into your memory most are things that are so foreign to you, you know? When you experience daily life, that's not going to etch into your memory. Yeah. Whereas that was so different that it was like, I, I don't know, I, I, you know, I didn't have any former experiences to, to explain it. So. Yeah. I but, actually have a video from that area i believe i don't know if it's exactly that area but it's around there so i'll pull it up um let's see You're just like me you've got like twenty thousand pictures and videos yeah i mean i totally understand let's see oh, this is <laughs> nice selfie yeah that was actually <laughs> supposed to be a video uh let's see where is it where'd it go okay um Okay, yeah, it's right here. This is around that area of the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm in a really cool place right now. Check it out. Yeah, bridge. <sighs> yeah, it was this rock back here. Yeah. That one that I was hugging. But it just, it like, it makes me feel like crazy seeing that because it's like i've been there yeah you know um when we went up to this is sidetrack but when we went up to vancouver we not we went up to a um uh, cap capilano i think it is uh like you know canadian park or whatever and they have this huge suspension bridge like 150 feet long 
And one of the guys I follow on YouTube, his, name, his YouTube thing is Blue Mon. He has a hair and style kind of thing. Um, and his name is Joe. But I saw literally a week after him post a picture from there. I was like, oh my gosh, really? I was right there. That's awesome. And because, you know, no, no one famous lives here. And so going to places where there are famous people, it's like, holy cow, I was there. Yeah. Um, so seeing that, it's like, holy cow, I was like right there. Like I, and cause I was just kind of reliving that moment of hugging the rock. And then I saw that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm there. Yeah. So it, it, it's something that I don't think is possible to explain truly in words. No, um, you can't. And, and it's something that in all the words I've used to explain it, I still haven't gotten there, yeah. you know, and it's only by experiencing it. And I think that for a lot of things, um, that I'm just so glad that you were able to make it, mm, you know, yeah. it's, it's something that I really would be remiss, you know, if, if I didn't, uh, you know, if I didn't go on it yeah. because it's an experience that I don't think it's so much what you take away from it, but it's just the fact that you, you did that. I mean, it really gives you an appreciation, it gave me an appreciation of the Navajo people and of living in poverty. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not going to be rich there. It's, there isn't mm -hmm. that, that disparity. There is no disparity there. It's a simple fact of you are human. This is a human. We are all humans. There's no hierarchy. Mm. <laughs> and, Literally no hierarchy. Yeah. And I, I've always been interested in, you know, in indigenous and hunter-gatherer cultures uh, you know, I had like this almost idolization of Navajo people and Navajo culture. When I got there, I just realized they're just normal people just like us. Mm -hmm. And so like, I realized like they still have a beautiful culture, but it's not something like, oh wow, this Navajo person is like, should be put on a pedestal. They're just another person just like me. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was a, you know, I think Miss Ella did that for me for sure. She just reminded me of one of my great aunts and just kind of like, you know, a chill mm -hmm. old lady, you know, but <laughs> Did you see the double-edged uh, axe? No. Okay. We broke like three axe handles. Mm -hmm. we, we broke one. So <laughs> I... <laughs> Wait. Did y'all have one... Um, I don't know. I think maybe the, the Bernard brothers might have actually gotten a new handle. But did y'all have any one that had like the whole thing was duct tape? No. Okay. Well, maybe that one already broke. But literally <laughs> it was... Like, like me and JT were sitting there and he was holding the tape and I was just taking the axe and the thing. I was like, you know, <laughs> going around the head like a whole bunch of times and then like, like all the way down the handle. Yeah. Then we would go and take like one axe, you know, hit on it and then it'd break. I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Duct tape literally can't fix axes. It won't fix axes. Yeah. But I learned that. Not that <laughs> I would need it anywhere other than Kaigato. Um, but it, I'm just, I'm, you know, super glad that you were able to make it. Yeah. Any last things you have for the uh, podcast? Yeah. Um, so, like, a lot of times you and I, we, we talk and, like, philosophize and, and put out these very existential ideas. And a lot of it's very, you know, logical or cognitive or not not really, like, grounded, I, I would say. And here, my, like, awareness of, like, what really matters in life, that was, like, a like more of a knowing than a thinking. And when I, when I got, when I started driving back into these cities i just kind of felt this sense of sadness like wow they're living like this wow they they wake up in the morning and they put on a suit and get in this metal car and drive on this piece of asphalt like i just felt this like and they're trying to search for something for some kind of happiness by doing this 
like I, I don't know like that that really bothered me and it was just like this weird strange did I, did I already say I got a culture yeah I did I got a culture shock by walking to a Walgreens <laughs> 70 miles away because um, we had not touched a city yet at that by that point and like for us we didn't even I didn't even go to uh, Gallup so yeah. once once we got to Chaco Canyon I didn't see civilization again until we got to El Paso yeah. um, and actually <laughs> I remember um, we we started going down and and we were just going because we had to go south to El Paso and then across because we had ice and snow coming and um, I remember we were just going through there were these mountains on the side and there was just nothing. I mean, there were even tumbleweeds that went across the road. Yeah. You know, it, nothing was out there other than, than life. And then there was this little blue sign leading up to like a like a fork in the road. Yeah. And it said McDonald's, like 0. 0.3 miles. Yeah. We're like, how is there a McDonald's out here? And so we stopped and we followed it. Um, and then we went over this road and there was like a city. We're like, what is that? <laughs> what, is, city? what is What is this? Yeah. And, and then we went into McDonald's and I'm like, like looking like, around. Yeah, like like what is like the I was looking at the menu. I was like, well, I know that's what I used to get. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. Like I was confused with yeah. with what to do with life. And then I ate on. I was like, all right, it like brought me back to regular life. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, okay, so this is what I used to be like. Oh, okay. Yeah, and man, me and Eric, we he he drove me back to my house because uh, you know, I didn't know how long it was going to take to unload the car and. You know, mm. he also wanted to go to a track meet afterwards. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll ride with him back. And uh, we both had this, the same experience. Apparently, the season changed over the week. When we left, it, was, it was, wasn't was very, it, I don't know. Today was beautiful in Diamond Head. It was absolutely beautiful. Everything was super green. And I don't know if it was like that when we left. But we got back, and me and Eric, we both had the same experience. We were looking around and like, I've never noticed these birds chirping here in the bay. Look at the grass. It's so green. Look at the tree leaves. They're all so green. And like we, we both felt, Eric said this and I felt it the same way. He felt open. Like his, my vision, my perception of what was around me when I parked in the bay was totally different. Because you drive through, you spend like, we spent like 30 something hours on the way there, 20 something hours on the way back. And you're driving through all these different towns. There's just one town after another, after another, after another. Some people spend their whole lives in one town and that's their entire world. And then you're like kind of like, you engage the this new town with like a sense of openness, like you're taking it all in. I came into the bay with the same thing, and like I, I realized in my daily practice, I have tunnel vision. Like I'm I'm sitting there in the car, listening to my radio, and just thinking. Just I'm not even there in the car. I'm just somewhere else in my mind. And uh, how how much longer can I go? You're good. Keep okay. Going. Okay. So so I realized like it was all open, and me and Eric were just like, oh my gosh, look at that. It's there's so much green everywhere because uh, Clackamas is basically just orange and it's absolutely mm -hmm. beautiful. You can see so far. I, I call it big sky country. That's like a common term for areas like that, big sky country. But, oh my gosh, we got back and we're like, I don't know what it's going to be like going back to my house. It's it's just going to be weird. And like we both had that same feeling. And and uh, I, I don't know. Like one, one thing that we both agreed upon he, he went to Kairos and he had a similar feeling of what kind of what we were talking about. Um, is that like something like Kairos, I've never done it. And something like Klagato, I, I would assume this aspect of it is similar. Is that they strip away all the environmental things that, that build, build your 
external persona up and you know what whatever things and they they allow their whatever is truly you just to happen and that's that's like who you're really supposed to be mm-hmm. i guess like because they just strip all that away and all that's left is just is you just the, like the core mm-hmm. and what, whatever it is that you're really supposed to be and it's it's, it's really cool but like i, I kind of had that feeling of the mcdonald's when, when we started driving into louisiana and get into humidity and low elevation like i started feeling a change like i felt i felt back to like kind of similar to what i felt before i left and i was like what's going on here could it, could it be the elevation that's making me feel differently like in the humidity i started to feel my lips go unchapped my lips were so chapped i felt like mm-hmm. they were gonna fall on my, off my face <laughs> it was insane yeah i but, had um it wasn't that piece of chapstick um it was another one and the whole like uh, uh, labeling and all rubbed off because it was in my pocket. But at least three times a day, I, I had to apply chapstick out yeah. there. And I remember Alex. Um, we were out working with him, and, and I think Bernard's too. And he was up on the roof, and I pulled it out and, and and put some chapstick on. And Michael was right next to me, and Alex is like, "Oh, you put makeup on? You put makeup?" And, and he's like, uh, "My wife's in there. You can put on, you know, makeup." <laughs> just because you know he's he he doesn't need it because he's used to that. Yeah. But it was just. It was just another like factor of this, you know, civilization. Oh, let, you know, let me get chapstick so that way I don't get chapped. And then there, that's you know, that's not even like part of you know what they need because they're used to it. But yeah. it's just it's still such a different world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Different, completely different way of experiencing everything. <laughs> I don't even know. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Did y'all go to um, the trading post? Yeah, Hubble Trading Post, we went there mm-hmm. once or twice. Really? Yeah. Oh, did you get anything? Got this. I got a bracelet. Previously, it broke. Bo gave me a solution to it. I have to drip candle wax on it. And that'll, <laughs> that'll fix the bracelet, but it's, it's I, I really like it. It's like a it's like a certain person who works at school kind of style, you know? Uh-huh. I, I try to leave those names out, just, mm-hmm. you know, protect their identity with school right. or whatever. But it's one of those kind of style ones, and That's I really cool. like it. I got. Uh, Did you get like twenty of them? Like, no, I <laughs> I only got one. <laughs> but uh, oh wait, never mind. I did get the bracelet from Hubble. I got it from someplace in New Mexico. Sorry, but I did get this from <laughs> I did get this from Hubble. I got uh, Navajo tea from Hubble. I got like a superfood bar. I want to eat a superfood bar. I like goji. Did you have fried bread? Okay, so <laughs> Navajo tacos. Almost everybody had fried bread. Mm-hmm. I did. We never had Navajo tacos cooked at at the Hogan, unfortunately. Man. I, I was really looking forward to those, but we never had them. Uh, I think uh, one of the people he works in the the kitchen joked that we might have those as part of the lunch. Hopefully, that'll be a true thing. Mm-hmm. It might be a dinner for the boarders or something. But uh, we we were leaving the Hubble, and there was like a a little uh, you know flea market going on. Right, and there's like a station that they have fried bread at, and it was right before the sweat lodge, and you're supposed to eat like a light lunch before you do it. And luckily, I didn't eat the fried bread because it would have been worse throw up. But apparently, everybody ate it, and they were just ecstatic. They were like, "Oh, what is this? What is this?" I hate that you missed it, but I understand with the sweat lodge. Yeah, because like the only way I can describe it is a like a a pizza sized piece of beignet yeah and because i didn't have it with like all the taco stuff because i don't really like tacos as much but i just put like honey and powdered sugar on it and it, it was just like oh 
I remember I had I had one and then I went back and got another one. I couldn't finish it. I had like one bite left and they were like, finish it. I was like, I can't. I can't do it, man. Because I, I was like full. I was almost sick full because that's not what you want to have for dinner. Just a, a whole bit. Yeah. Big beignet. And I was like, my life is complete. It's satisfied <laughs> right now. So that's cool. Um.